Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. I see myself and I guess a lot of the people listening right now are seeing themselves as rockets, you know, just like shooting rockets and um, really going fast, right? We, we, we're entrepreneurs, we love to go fast, you know, and, and work hard and hustle. And, um, you know, sometimes that rocket, it needs a little, like a little guidance, just like a little left, a little to the right, right? In order to hit the target. And I saw Calvin as that guidance. Um, and then... So that's Sagi Schreiber, our special guest today, coming at us from Israel, talking about how he bailed himself out of $50,000 in debt by taking massive action and hiring a coach to help them do that. So I kind of dissect why he did that, why he hired a coach, even though he was in debt and what that coach did for him and the things that he's doing now to build this amazing community in the design space and also the entrepreneurial space to help us. And we also get into a little bit of design because that's his specialty. He is what's known as a full stack designer. That's a designer who also knows how to get results for better sales and higher conversion numbers and those kinds of things. So stick around. We got a great episode today. We're going to talk about leading a full stack life. Keep that in mind. It's a great term that Sigi taught me. And make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Just pull out the, de- the device before you stick it back in your pocket. Hit subscribe because we got a lot of stuff coming your way. And right now, you got the intro. Here we go. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he's got a voiceover guy who knows more things about him than most people do, Pat Flynn. What's up, guys? Pat Flynn here. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you are not familiar with me or the show, we're here to help you make more money, save more time, and help more people too. And we do that through a number of different ways, like inviting amazing guests who have some incredible stories to share and a lot of strategies and tips to help you and your business too. And today, like I said, we're talking with Sigi Schreiber. And so I already told you what this is about. So let's just dive right in. Also, make sure you pay attention because at the end, we're going to talk about some special things that he has for you, including an amazing Facebook community called Mindful and Ruthless, a tribe of like-minded doers. And if you're a doer, you might want to get involved with that too. So let's just dive right in. Here we go. Sagi Schreiber. Sagi, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the SPI podcast. How are you doing? Oh man, I'm I'm super great. Thanks so much, Pat, for having me. I've been really excited for this. Um, you know, I got to see you in person and meet you just briefly at one of the meetups I had 
in San Diego. I also know you met, um, you know, a lot of people there, Chris Ducker, uh, John Lee Dumas. And, you know, you had talked about really quick when you met me there, how you were this designer, you were the head designer for Fiverr for a while and just really impressive. But what really kind of why I want you on the show is because not, not just because of your design capabilities. Well, and make sure you stick around. We're going to talk about design principles and all those kinds of things oh, for, sure. for everybody, no matter what level you're at, but mainly your, sure. your story. It really intrigued me. Um, how did you get to where you're at today? Give us the kind of rundown. It's, it's kind of a, a really up and down journey for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I've like, to anybody who doesn't know me, so I've, I've, uh, I was a designer. Um, I'm from Israel originally, and here it's kind of like startup nation, so um, it's like very easy to get into the startup world here. And um, coming up as a designer, as soon as I finished my design school, I launched a local blog in Hebrew um, called Pixel Perfect Magazine. And I, um, I launched that blog half a year later. I was already known getting asked for public speaking gigs here in Israel and uh, I got the offer from Fiverr to come and be their first on-site designer. Um, and uh, I was starting my way like that. And after Fiverr I left, I decided I want to have my own um, startup. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what happened. I, I joined uh, a couple people. We um, we were founders of a startup called Multa, got accepted to upload, uh, Upwest Labs in Palo Alto and flew over there to the Silicon Valley and had this like old Silicon Valley vibe, you know, scene. And um, I was I was really intrigued also by the, the, the scene over there, the people there, all the designers in the Silicon Valley are so kind of like, they're thinking big, you know, they're really connected to technology and to everything that's going on. So I said to myself, you know, being with this local blog and all, it's great. But and I was already kind of making uh, like a little bit of passive income, mm-hmm. but I I wanted to um, have more value and actually get more value out of the international community. So um, when we got back to Israel after that uh, four month journey, where we, by the way, pivoted and created a new startup from scratch, like the same team, new startup. Um, I opened, uh, along with one of my partners, an international design blog called HackingUI.com. And that, that blog is um, what eventually led me to leaving my day job. But before that, <laughs> um, our startup got acquired by SimilarWeb. So I guess uh, some people probably hearing this know SimilarWeb. It's, a, it's a, an online tool to find out you know, the traffic of your competitors and such. Our startup was doing kind of something similar. So um, they acquired us and we started working there. Um, and over there, I led the design team and actually created a design team because I started as a first designer on site and we were 50 people. By the time I left, uh, we were 250 people and, wow. um, and I was managing a seven, uh, seven people team. Like I, I basically hired seven designers, managed them. And, um, in order to learn, um, how to manage them, because I didn't know anything about managing, I started a podcast where, um, I interviewed like VPs and director of designs from companies like Facebook, Airbnb, um, Etsy, Intercom, and all sorts of amazing companies from Silicon Valley and, and in general. And um, and that's how I learned to manage. And that podcast gave me so much strength. And I started listening to other podcasts, and that's how I got to your podcast, Pat. <laughs> oh, cool. So, yeah. Um, I mean, this sounds incredible. I mean, it sounds like you were living the dream. I mean, coming out of design school, it's, it seems like everything was perfect. 
Yeah, so, so you know, in, in one hand, everything was kind of perfect. But then, you know, I had my two side projects, we were my two blogs, and both of them were starting to make money. And especially Hacking UI, we had sponsors, like crazy sponsors. And, um, and you know, as soon as I got to start to make money, and I was like listening to your podcast about everybody who kind of like, you know, left their day jobs, and that's your story as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I also kind of like saw the money coming in passively, you know, just like, you go to sleep at one night and you write an email to a sponsor saying, how about like $5,000 for something that, you know, on my end is almost no work at all, just like putting their logo somewhere. And then you wake up the next morning and it's like, oh, $5,000 in the make. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, and, and I work in the startup world, um, you know, and I had two kids by then already mm-hmm. and uh, a mortgage. And I was really working hard, like startup life, like anybody who's working at a startup knows how hard it is to and how demanding you know it's like and and i barely saw my kids and i was working very hard i wasn't doing any exercise you know my life was not run by me in in a way um although it was because i was running two you know side projects simultaneously but still um it was not that i was in full control and um, then i read the four hour work week by tim ferris mm-hmm. and um, that really also influenced me and i said at one point my partner and i were looking at the numbers and we're like so the first year of a side project we made six thousand dollars which is nice the second year of our side project uh in hacking ui we made sixty six thousand dollars which is like for us it was like whoa you know what a growth that was um and then I wrote an article about it, got tons of traction from that article. And then I noticed the power. I'm like, wait, maybe I can do this full time. You know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people were like, wow, this is inspiring. You made me open up my own blog. And I'm like, what? So I, I'm inspiring people by telling my story about opening blogs and you know, running them and making money off of that. And I'm making passive income and the numbers are growing. Why don't I leave my full time job and do that full time? Um, so that's the part where I decided to leave my day job. <laughs> Was that an easy decision for you or was that a hard decision? So a lot of people ask me why was I so crazy to do that? Because um, I had no runway. We just uh, um, got the apartment like a year before, um, the the new apartment that we're living in. And so I ran out of all the savings that I had. I had no savings. And I have two kids. My wife was not working because we decided as a, again, like as a... um, as a move towards her fulfillment in life that she would quit her job and go back to studying and finishing her degree that she stopped when the first uh, our first daughter was born mm. and and then um we kind of like i i managed to do this to make this decision just by saying um i'm committing first i'm carrying out later and that's something that really kind of led me throughout my whole career uh especially with the blogs it's when i want to do something i commit first and then I make it work. So I call it the commit first, carry out later principle. And then later on, I heard you talking about it. And then later on, I heard Grant Cardone talking about it, all, all these mega influencers. And I'm like, okay, so I must be doing something right. <laughs> um, but I left with no guarantee. And I was afraid that I was, you know, going down and will find myself in the street like a couple months later um, because we had no idea where we we're going to get the money from. We just said if we make 66K as a side project, if we both leave our day jobs and um, like my partner and I and focus on it full time, can we make 200K? And that's a decent salary for like two people. Like it's high tech salaries. Right. Um, so we did that and... Um, and and just like we knew we had two months of runway um but that's all and uh the trouble came soon <laughs> i mean uh we we had no 
no way to make money. We launched a few um, like really great online courses. Like um, I called it the Side Project Accelerator, and uh, we like it was like online program. We brought in a lot of mega influencers to to have private sessions with our members. And uh, but you know all this launch, it's the first launch over. Uh, that we ever did um, based on a lot of the tips that we heard on your podcast um, but still it's our first launch and we made only 10k and 10k is like 5k for each right it's not even like a monthly salary mm. um, and that was like two or three months of work and then we find ourselves in a situation where we're you know running a business and for six months I couldn't pull one dime out of the business for my own sake so I did not have a salary for six months and um and then wait a second so you said you had a two-month runway and then you weren't making money for six months like what was what was life like <laughs> during that time i mean you had some a kid and or two kids and a wife and i mean yeah what was going through your mind at that point do you did, did you ever regret leaving your job at that point oh man that's a that's an amazing question um so thanks for asking that i mean i can say that you know even back then i remember the struggle and i remember people asking me so do you regret doing this move and living your day job and i'm like i would not regret it for the world um and the thing i said to myself before i left my day job is if i leave my job right now and i know i have two months of you know working on hacking ui full-time and just like working on my baby you know just like two months like building my own dream and if after those two months it's it fails miserably and i have to go back and find a job then i would know that i had two months of working and trying to build out my own dream and i will try again later but at that point i was so deep in and i had a lot of things coming at me so mm -hmm. i want like so if if you if i may i just want to say that you know like at one point i, I knew i needed to start something different and go on my own and um, at that point I listened to an episode on, uh, on uh, Entrepreneur on Fire it's another amazing podcast and uh, I heard someone I had a JLD talking there to a, a guy named Calvin Wayman and um, he wrote the book called Fish Out of Water so I was very um, excited hearing Kelvin talk about his story coming up as an entrepreneur and you know being in debt and everything and like coming out of debt like with a coach and everything so I, I automatically like I downloaded the book for Audible and I, and I heard it and um, then I reached out to Kelvin and Kelvin was like um, dude I can coach you and then came the problem the problem was Kelvin kind of made me face reality and it's like um, in one Skype call of 15 minutes he told me like how are you doing and I'm like I'm not so good how, like, are you happy right now? Not so much. Are you kind of like, did, or do you know where money's coming from? Do you have a plan? No, I don't. Um, okay, so you're going to make some hard decisions if you're going to start working with me. And you know what? It's also going to cost you, of course. And, you know, he named his price and it was very, very high for me. And um, then I talked to my partner and he said, no way. And then I talked to my father and he said, that's too pricey. You're not going to pay so much for someone. Um, you know, does this Calvin dude even have uh, like coaching uh, some kind of cert certification? And, um, you know, he's from the United States, you're from Israel. Like, what does he know about life here? And, you know, ta 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 ta. And, you know, maybe you can get someone uh, over here, just a local coach, coach to sit with you for an hour, uh, for an hour every week, you know, a full hour, and just like for almost no money. And they will really help you. And you know what? They don't have to be in your industry, they don't have to be an entrepreneur and have the same ambitions as you. All they need to be a coach, a good coach is uh, just a mirror 
right? Um, and I took that advice and I told Calvin, I'm sorry, but no, I'm not, you know, I can't do it. Oh, you said no. Half a year in. I said no. So <laughs> you had all these ex external factors. You had your partner, your father, um, and, and just the fact that you didn't have the money to get coached um, that led you to that yeah. decision, right? Yeah, yeah, I just, you know, I didn't have the money. I had some money. Like, I, it's not that I, like, at that point, as I was saying to myself, it was December 2016, and I was just like, you know, I left my job in July. It wasn't so, I wasn't so deep in. And I said to myself, I can get this coach. Maybe I wouldn't have the money next month, but, you know, if I get Calvin now, but then, you know, just, I said to myself, you know, yeah, it's too much money. They're right, you know, and uh, I try a, a local coach, and I did. Um, I told Calvin, no, I tried a local coach. We sat down for one hour every day, uh, every once a week. And um, I got nothing out of that, nothing. And the thing is that my gut feeling was all the time telling me, Sagi, you should have took, taken, you know, Calvin as a coach. Um, and I did not take Calvin as a coach. And I, I kind of like, you know, in my gut feeling, it felt um, really bad. But in my mind, it's like, Sagi, you're an entrepreneur, get it together and just, you know, um, go to your wife and tell her that you're going to now be working way more than ever just in order for this, this is just the beginning you'll make a lot of money you know later just work right now and um, this is a stage where you're going to war and she needs to kind of like you know rub your back and say go go honey go get our money <laughs> you know mm -hmm. and I actually had an entrepreneur say that to me um, and then half a year later and I'm, I'm sorry for skipping like you know like that but half a year later I'm finding myself in um, it, so I'm finding myself in a $28,000 debt um, and in another kind of like $10,000 minus at the bank and um, and with no idea how I'm going to get money for next month and with the worst possible situation in my marriage. And I remember just walking one day, just like walking my dog um, downstairs one evening, I just walking in, you know, the equations are running in my mind. Like, how am I going to get money for next month? I mean, if I'm just like one more uh, credit card, you know, that comes off and I'm like a credit card like bill that comes off and I'm way over my, uh, my limit and I can't even pull any money to feed my kids. And I, you know, I'm saying to myself, just, it's too late. I can't even get a normal job right now. It's like too late. I'm totally screwed. And I just, you know, the equations over and over in my mind and I just can't figure it out. I can't figure out how I'm going to make money and how I'm going to actually, you know, be able to to live up to what I said, you know, of being an entrepreneur that left his day job to, to create an amazing life for himself. And, um, and with all the equations and with all that frustration, I just started crying. And it was the first time in my adult life that I, that I cried like that. And I just broke down. And, um, but then... You know, after like, you know, after like crying, I said to myself, okay, like, what are you going to, you know, continue crying? What are you going to do, Sagi? And you're hearing all these podcasts, you know, Pat Flynn's story, you know, those people's stories. And, and you know what? You're hearing all these great books on Audible with all those amazing minds. Why are you not doing what they're telling you to do? And I said to myself, okay, I'm going to do something. I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to... For the first thing, I'm going to call every amazing entrepreneur with very high ambitions that I know, that I know was in debt, even at one, st at one state, and I'm going to 
ask them for advice just ask for advice you know if they were willing to help me if, if they will be willing to help me I would be forever grateful and maybe I could get some advice out of that and um, so I called up um, Jason Zook who's an amazing entrepreneur also from the San Diego area um, he's uh, just like I, I interviewed him for my podcast and I'm in his uh, community and um, and also I called up Kelvin Kelvin Wayman and um, Clark Valberg was uh, the CEO of Envision uh, an app for designers that I know and um, I just like consulted with them and what I can do to um, and you know to get out of the situation and Kelvin like Jason gave me one hour of such an amazing talk this guy was amazing and he told me like listen you know you gotta follow your gut feeling this is your time it's Sagi time you gotta you know if you need to leave your partner leave your partner you got to do your own thing go and do it and you know what you need to do just go and um, and then Kelvin told me listen man I can give you a talk or I can coach you now I'm offering this again do you want my help and at this stage I said you know um, I'm doing it and I took Kelvin uh, as, a, as my coach and uh, he it, it cost me so much money you know that I just I was already in such debt to pay such a huge amount of money you know thousands of dollars uh, for you know and, and accept such an offer was pretty crazy by all means and I just did not consult with anyone at this stage I just did it because I felt that's what needed to be done and that's also Calvin's story uh, Calvin was in debt he took a coach when he was in debt and uh, that's what got him out of that situation so I just said you know it's the best thing I can do for myself um, and I'm going to do it and Kelvin helped me build my vision and uh, put my vision together and help me accountable and like since I started working with Kelvin my business has been so like prospering in, in a way that you know that was about seven or eight months ago like really almost like no time has passed and here I am talking to you Pat I mean and um, it's for me it's just amazing um, what 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 happened from that situation so um, and a week after I started working with Kelvin, I already uh, crushed my financial goal for six months ahead that I put in my vision, like just a week after I started working with him. And uh, you call it, you can call it the law of attraction, which I really believe in, but you know, it's, the, it's like everything together. Um, and I felt that that low point that I was at, um, a lot of people talk about it like rock bottom, but I just saw it just, I really see it as, as uh, someone phrased it uh, as a trampoline and I really believe in that. It, you can either see your entrepreneurial struggle and worst moment as like a really rock bottom full of rocks and, and you know pits and but you can see it also as a trampoline to just like jump back up and um, fly higher than ever and ever since I've been having super like mega success with my businesses and I've been building a lot of um, online business and also like uh, a digital course that I launched and I had I just made like 28 like the number like the sum of debt that I was at I made 28k uh, with a launch of an online course here in Israel uh, a local design course um, and and just like with one launch and uh, that was just recently and uh, you know I, I've been just like lucky enough to to also learn from having a coach by my side and uh, investing in a coach so if anybody out there you know is struggling right now and really uh, you know doesn't know how to continue his way forward like people really get a coach and get someone who's like in your game and that can really help you like get an entrepreneur like someone who's done it and um, and ever since I invested in just coaching and uh, that's how I got to uh, to you Pat 
Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I have a lot of questions if you don't mind me kind of asking, because sure. this is, yeah. I mean, an incredible turnaround, obviously, and it almost seemed to happen almost overnight. I'm, I'm curious, going back to Calvin, what attracted you to Calvin and his style of coaching? What, what did you expect or how did, how did you know that he was the right one? Oh, man. Um, I mean, um, for me, you know, coming from Israel, I was, I was just like, um, you know, seeing someone succeed on that level, you know, being interviewed on, on uh, Johnny Dumas's podcast. And um, so for me, that's already credibility, right? And then mm-hmm. after that, um, reading his book, and his book is amazing, really, really good book about like, you know, the entrepreneurial struggle and, um, and how you can get out of it. And amazing, like, it's an amazing personal development and business book. Um, so um, I read, after reading Fish Out of Water, I said, you know, he's talking about getting a coach and I don't know anyone here in Israel who's like having my kind of um, ambitions because here in Israel, like it's startup nation, like I said, it's like everybody's like, I have an idea, I'll go get some money from, you know, an investor and create a startup and mm-hmm. that's not what I want to do. I wanted to create uh, like, just like a, a passive, a smart passive income life, right? Um, and Kelvin already was crushing it and he was... Uh, he, he he was just like two years ahead of me in a way because two years ago he was in debt and now he's debt free and um, uh, or he I'm sorry he's like I think he's debt free for two years now um, but you know he, he crushed his goals he built an online business he's now uh, giving keynote speeches all across the US and um, and he's having coaching clients you know like me like all over across seas so overseas so um someone like that i really wanted to work with because it's kind of like the same aspirations i have i want to build an online business i want to coach people and help people i want to have a community around me um and uh, and so that's what really attracted me to calvin what was when you started working with him the biggest breakthrough how how was he able to you know i'm sure he has his own proprietary sort of you know methods for things but you know in in your eyes and in your mind, what was the biggest thing that was holding you back before that Calvin was able to, and your coach was able to open your eyes up to? Well, it's a, it's a great question. I mean, I think that um, I see myself, and I guess a lot of the people listening right now are seeing themselves as rockets, you know, just like shooting rockets and um, really going fast, right? We, we, we're entrepreneurs, we love to go fast, mm-hmm. you know, and, and work hard and hustle. And, um, you know, sometimes that rocket, it needs a little, like a little guidance, just like a little left, a little to the right, right? In order to hit the target. And I saw Calvin as that guidance. Um, and then later on, um, you know, and he helped me build my vision and be accountable for what I said I want to do. So when you have somebody accountable for you, you know, nobody will actually do it for free, right? I mean, busy people like Calvin and like like yourself, like anybody, right? If you're busy, you're not just going to have some random Israeli dude come up to you and, you know, not any regular dude come up to you and you're like, uh, yeah, can I have some help and guidance and like, you know, a, a weekly, um, you know, Skype session with you? And you're, you'll be like, of course, why not? I will help you. You know, it just doesn't work that way. Um, you have to pay for those kind of things. And these things cost a lot of money. But, you know, there's someone there really um, caring about you and, um, and Calvin really cared for me to succeed and he helped me build my vision and that's something that i will i'll talk about i'll talk about in in like later on but um he helped me build a vision map and then reap goals from that monthly goals and then from that weekly goals and then in our weekly sessions we just went over my weekly goals and he was like holding me accountable was like did you do that and i'm like uh no and he's like why 
you know, and then I had to give an answer. Um, because if you do it for yourself, you can, but it's really hard, right? Mm -hmm. um, so just like the accountability, accountability part on his end. And the second thing is motivation, because we entrepreneurs, we, we see a lot of ups and downs. And even though I started crushing it with my goals, I had a lot of sessions with Calvin where I like, Calvin, dude, like, I feel so bad. I haven't done anything. Like, I wasn't productive uh, this week. I wasn't productive. I, I feel bad. You know, I didn't get my goals uh, the way I wanted to, uh, like, accomplish. And he was like, dude, like, listen up. This is a game. You know, you're in it. And it, it really kind of, like, picked me up every time. And uh, so motivation is also, I see it as very, very important because that's our fuel. We need the fuel. Yeah, no, that's that's key. What did you do to generate that income so quickly after you started working with Calvin? I mean, you said that you were, you know, so many dollars in debt and then just, you know, I don't know how much time, but <laughs> very shortly after that was able to make, make up for that. I mean, that seems incredible. What, what did you do specifically? Um, so... On one hand, um, I also, um, so for, like, I'll just add to that, that two months after I started working with Calvin, I got a nice letter from the Israeli authorities um, and um, kind of like, a, not IRS, but like the tax, um, the, what do you have there? Like, um, yeah, the internal, yeah, the, the tax, yeah, the tax collectors right? or internal revenue service. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's like, so. Um, I got a nice letter from them saying I own them another kind of like $15,000. And um, I'm translating from shekels. But basically, that was a huge blow for me again. Um, but at that point, I was already like really crushing my goals. So I'm like, you know what? I'm, I know that I'm going to get out of that. And I'm going to, you know, okay, fine, edit. Like, bring it on, you know? Um, but um, so, I, like, in terms of the first thing I did is get clients. Um, it, it was what I knew I need to do because for me that was I had a psychological barrier in a way that I you know I left my day job not to work with clients and not to work on anybody else's dream but build my dream and Kevin really flipped that on me he's like dude what's your dream right now really right now don't don't you know don't talk to me about stuff you thought about a year ago what what now is your dream like you know one of my dreams right now what I want to do is get out of debt you know mm -hmm. and um and he's like, great, so what do you need to do to get out of debt? I'm like, okay, get a client is part of it. Great, so stop whining and that's in your goals and that's in your vision and that will help you achieve your dream. Get a client. And um, I said, right, you know? So instead of worrying about it and kind of whining about getting a client uh, or like thinking that's you know, something I really kind of like letting myself down by doing, I was like, no, that's what I need to do. And that's part of me achieving my goals. And I just got, um, I just started reaching out to clients. I already was reaching out to clients, but everybody said no anyway. Uh, I was kind of overqualified by that stage to work with a lot of businesses um, as, a, as an external person. Mm -hmm. And, um, but uh, as soon as I started working with Calvin, I don't, something opened up really. I, I really see the law of attraction as something that's really important because I just, I was very specific with the universe and what I wanted. I was saying, I'm getting a client. And week after we started working together, like one week, I nailed like two clients that wanted to start working with me at a sum that I never would have expected to ask for just like two weeks before. And um, for me, that was 
that was really really impressive like you know just like uh, what did i just do that you just and and i had to take only one client because i didn't have enough time in the week but um so three days a week i started working with a client and two days a week i started working on something else which was um launching a physical class of designers here in israel uh, which is because I had, I had my community my pixel perfect community here in israel um mm-hmm. so in my small niche of design here in israel i told you that like i um people know me in a way so uh, if I go to conferences, I was asked for selfies um, already and stuff. So it's like people know me because I have a podcast here in Hebrew and I have uh, the blog and I have a weekly newsletter and um, I, I, I ran events. Uh, so in that niche, people know me. And um, and I said, I'm going to I'm going to make a product for those people. And what product should I make? I decided on a physical class. So I partnered up with this uh, design college in Tel Aviv and uh, we decided to launch this class. I was working for four months, like crazy, um, promoting it, like building the program, uh, building the landing page, you know, everything needed in order to pre-launch this design course. Um, and there are already competitors like out there that, you know, saying Sagi doesn't know how to teach, you know, and like, um, but I made a lot of phone calls. I listened to Grant Cardone's Sell or Be Sold book while I was doing it and it really helped me out. Um, and uh, I was just like, I was really doing the work promoting this course and building it up and uh, I nailed it I managed to fill out in four months a full class and that was a, a, a large sum of, you know of money you know for me as well uh, it's the first time getting so much money that's awesome how many how many people were there uh, 22 people that's a full class so 22 people and um, and when I did that um, you know in order to crush that like two weeks before the class was opened already i was in less than half of the people in my class and i needed to sell the rest of the ticket like the, like 11 seats mm-hmm. and um and kelvin told me like Sagi, you're focusing on a lot of other different stuff it's nice but now you know what you need to do just go out and sell and you know what as a motivation boost just think that if you fill out the whole class Put yourself something you want to buy for yourself and do it and the thing i put in my like my in my mind is i want to fly out to grant cardone's 10x conference in las vegas um and and you know just be there and uh he said fine do it and um and i as soon as i filled in like less than two weeks and it was even holiday season and i filled out the class 22 people full class as soon as this last person just joined i hopped on the line online and just bought my ticket to grand cardone's <laughs> conference <laughs> um and uh and later on uh calvin told me listen like there's also social media marketing world just like exactly around that time in san diego why did you come and i'm like what for sure. Who's speaking there? Pat Flynn. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm there. Um, so, and yeah, so that's how I got to the US. That's cool. I think it is really clear that it's the focus and the motivation that really helped you. And, you know, some, some people are good at, you know, finding that on their own and other people need some outside external help. Um, I get the same kind of help from my mastermind groups and, and, you know, um, virtual coaches and things like that as well. So, I mean, well done, man. Uh, way, way to get out of that hole. But like you said, I like that description of the sort of dip as more of a trampoline because that's oftentimes when you are like, if you look at a lot of successful entrepreneurs and their graph of income, their graph of success, you know, the highest times are usually right after the lowest times. And yeah. it's just really interesting. And I, I love that you got very honest with us in that story and told us kind of how, how much in debt you were. And so, now you're flying out and seeing Grant and then you saw me and JLD and a few other people at Social Media Marketing World and 
here we are today on a podcast and you know i'd love to shift gears but before that you you had mentioned something about and you said this a few times you know a vision map i like can you define what that is and you know i know you also have this amazing community of people who you're helping with you know uh, helping them crush their goals if they're feeling kind of in a similar way that that you were Could, could you talk about that really quick before we move on to the design sort of phase of this podcast episode Sure, sure. Thanks so much. Like, um, for asking about that, like, so my vision map is something that I keep and I update every week. And it's, um, it's just a spreadsheet, a Google spreadsheet that is divided by a six month vision and then a monthly, uh, goals by that ripped out to just kind of like get me closer to my six month vision. And from the monthly goals, I reap out, um, weekly goals and like weekly tests and then I hold myself accountable to those and also like um, my coaches hold me accountable to those mm-hmm. and and but this like there's a, a specific way to build that vision and uh, what I would like and what I do is I have a Facebook group called Mindful and Rootless and that's a Facebook group I opened after I got out of out of that like basically got out of like my worst <laughs> situation um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm, by the way I'm out of debt right now because uh, there's smarter ways to get out of debt by just like paying it all at once but anyways that's not for now but um, in terms of um, what I did is is this I I um I wrote myself um I wrote myself a check back in um June for 100,000 Israeli shekels which is something like 28k uh which was the amount I was in debt in and um I wrote myself a check for that I said if I get a month of earning that that would be like my that was my six month vision back then in terms of just like the financial side although i have all my family life and everything structured there mm-hmm. um but so i i wrote that check for myself and wrote it to the first of the first 2018 and that was kind of like in well in may or june like 2017 and at the second of january 2018 i um like my wife was going over my invoices for the previous month of December and she was like I think we have like some kind of bug it says that you you had like uh, 1,800 uh, Israeli shekels and I'm like what like 100,800 I'm like what I'm like yeah I'm like I just passed my 100,000 Israeli shekels uh, month I just I'm looking at the check and the check says the first of the first 2018 like dude that's the law of attraction right there you know and and I said I gotta help other people I gotta I gotta find a way to kind of like get more people and help them launch their own things and I gotta create a community around entrepreneurship and around you know um, you know around like-minded doers so that's when I decided I'm actually going to go for the community uh, called mindful and ruthless um, Around that same time, I've been into a Vipassana retreat, also looking for my values, and it just came up, you know? Like, on one hand, I'm mindful of every moment and trying to really live, the, like, my life in the best possible way. Um, and I'm mindful of my family now. Now my marriage is, you know, <laughs> better than ever. And that vision spreadsheet that I'm talking about, I'm building what I call the full-stack life in. And um, so I'm mindful about it, but I'm also ruthless with my gut feeling. And I think that anybody who's an entrepreneur needs to be both of those things. Um, so I opened a, a Facebook group called Mindful and Ruthless. And with those um, people over there, there's like a community of entrepreneurs. It's very small. It's not It's not big, um, at least not at the moment. Um, it's like 300 people, I think, or so. But um, I share 
my journey and I share it you know I shared <laughs> I shared from the moment uh, you know it was like January when I just like was at the beginning of my first uh, online course um, and teaching and I shared all the way up to you know uh, uh, the night I met you I was like on the way to your event I'm like oh my god I'm on the way to an event with Pat Flynn like I'm so excited I was filming stuff on the streets of San Diego just walking you know with the camera uh, doing Facebook live with that group and then I met you and we had a Facebook live for the group um, that same night a couple hours later mm -hmm. and so it was like really it was a, a, like I'm documenting my journey there and I'm also now giving them my tools for my success so uh, anybody that is hearing this if you guys want to join you know Mindful and Ruthless on Facebook and um, as soon as you join you get uh, a three-part video series that I created like totally free um, with Actually, at the end, you're getting the spreadsheet itself and the three-part video series will help you build your vision, your six-month vision, and help you out to work with the spreadsheet in order to really crush your goals and really, you know, crush your, you know. That's awesome. I, I, I haven't heard of like a spreadsheet version of a vision map because we usually hear these things called vision boards where you can, you know, place images and visualizations and, you know, that taps into a lot of people's emotional sides of, you know, why yeah. they're doing what they're doing and, and kind of their gut. But then also, you know, I like what you're doing too, because it's kind of more logical. It's like broken down and you can actually see, okay, well, here's my goal and here's what I need to do next. And I like that. So if, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to Mindful and Ruthless. Thank you for that. And thank you for creating that community. I think it's going to help a lot of people for sure. And it'd be interesting to see, uh, you know, uh, the spreadsheet and kind of how you lay that out because that obviously had a big effect on you. So that's that's fantastic. Thank you. Now, I'd love to spend just the rest of this conversation here um, talking about design. You know, a lot of people, I mean, this is what your expertise is. You are uh, considered a full stack designer. Can you define what, what that is? I, you know, this is a term that I uh, only recently I even understood. What, what, does it, <laughs> what, what does it mean to be a full stack designer, which is what you are? Um, all right. So, um, yeah, so a full stack designer, um, it comes from basically having a, um, having a, like it, it I think it started as a development term in startups, mm -hmm. like calling someone a full stack developer. And, uh, that means that person knows a couple code languages, not just like one, one language of code. And, uh, therefore that person can really, um, uh, create like different applications and different native codes. Um, so you know, a full stack developer is, is that developer, but then came the term full stack designer, um, also known as uh, product designer in the Silicon Valley area. And, uh, or, you know, it's a digital product designer, but it's called just product designer. Facebook started that term, I think in 2012 or so. Um, and that means a, de a designer that works in startups, you know, we have to know a lot of different things. We have to know about marketing really well. We have to know about business needs. We have to know about user experience and psychology. And we often have to also have the craft of really designing pixel perfect designs and uh, creating emotions with our designs. Um, and, uh, you know, we just have to know so many different fields of works and some of us even know how to code. Like I know how to uh, mark up like in HTML, CSS, WordPress, a little bit of PHP and stuff. So um, like all those skills are just considered like a full stack designer if you know them and uh, the way I see it is kind of like MMA fighters <laughs> just because you know they know all these martial arts and they're the best in the ring so whenever a designer knows all these skills it's just like to his advantage in the market yeah that's good and I, the reason why I wanted to define that was because a lot of times we work with and hire designers but they make things look great but not necessarily work, work great <laughs> because yeah. there's a lot more like you said um, everything from 
SEO to, you know, conversions and sales and marketing, like you said. So it's great that you have all that experience. And I just want to kind of dive into, you know, today, you know, things are changing all the time. But today, as people are listening to this, like, what are, what are some of the most important things to consider when it comes to the design of their website? Let's even start on the homepage, because we all who are listening who have a business have a homepage. How can we okay. ma- maximize our results there? What's the approach that you take when working with a client who's like, I just want a great website? How do you walk them through <laughs> that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, first of all, I'll just mention that, um, you know, I, there's, there's core principles that, make any design great even if you already have a website and probably most people already like you know that are listening to this already have some kind of website up Mm -hmm. um so there there are core principles that you can take even to improve your own design all the time um but in terms of like the process that if you want to build your homepage, first you understand you have to understand your users um it goes into marketing right Uh, that's a that's a marketing part understand your users create a user journey map um understand what situation they're in Uh, it's called jobs to be done um, what is the situation the person that is in your website is, is in your website for? What will he hire your homepage to do for him if he could, right? Um, so that's something that we all have to ask ourselves. Second part is I, you need to make sure the website is emotionally appealing, emotionally appealing, because if it's not emotional, you know, you're missing out on connecting the user or the, you know, the person, <laughs> let's call it, people right mm-hmm. because they're people they're not users i, I hate saying I hate using that word but um so you're, you're missing out on connecting that person to you as a brand i mean uh, i think by the way i love what you did with um with with your website that you have your image you know and it's like uh, you have your signature there and uh, it's just like you know it's clean mm-hmm. and um and then and people can connect to that right it's it's authentic you need to be authentic and you need to also have those principles in place that um that I will share in a second, but um, you know, like there's, um, in terms of the emotional connection, again, going back to design principles, there's a couple things that make any design stand out and great, whether it's a homepage, it's a banner, maybe it's like um, a poster, a presentation even, you know, a keynote speech. Mm-hmm. Um, so the things are, um, the way I see it at least, are made up of typography, grid, contrast, colors, okay, and composition. So what were those, those are again? the factors. I, I got ty- typography, which is you know the text yeah. and such. Typography, yeah, is a text um, grid, which is how the layout of everything goes by, and mm-hmm. the rules that um, your mind sees inside, like the structure and the system. Um, so that's a grid, and then you have um, contrast. It's very, very important, like the contrast between elements, between all kinds of things. I mean, um, it's it's a lot of rules inside of that, but just like contrast. Colors, like the choice of colors that you use. Mm-hmm. There are specific rules of what colors to choose, how many colors should you use, when should you use specific colors. And then you have also um, composition, which composition is one of the most important things that nobody even knows about that exists as a word. <laughs> um, but it's something that's so important. And I would, I can share like a few tips if you want, like so for the audience. Yeah, I mean, most of the audience is using WordPress and plugins and has themes that are limited in our ability. I mean, WordPress obviously gives us the the ability to customize it however we want, but typically there's a certain point where we can only do so much as, as the business owner and then we have to hand things off to a developer. 
so I, I guess, you know, also consider Psyche, like when people are choosing the themes that they want to use on their website or like how, how do we know what design is, is best? I think going into composition can help because we can rearrange a few things here and there. Um, so what, what does that principle mean exactly? And how can we as sort of beginner level designers, you know, take advantage of that? All right. Sure. Sure. So, um, I just want to say, you know, I'm, I just, you know, I just launched a course for, for that exactly. Um, and that, you know, I, I teach those principles for people who are not, you know, designers. And, um, I think that now, um, with WordPress having Elementor, have you heard of Elementor? Mm-mm. Are you using it? No, I don't um, know. So Elementor is, um, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. It's like Elementor. It's also an Israeli company. It's, um, so what they did is they created a drag and drop editor for any page or post on your website. And therefore you can create any layout that you wish with so like it's so easy nowadays um, to grab a design together and then have that design implemented as you know HTML like a regular inside a WordPress website and uh, that's how I uh, built by the way the landing page for my course um, here in Israel and now that I've translated it into uh, English and you know it's like how I build it as well it's just like Elementor and uh, it gives you everything you need to have the most like you know like a pro really like design tools and um, and and you know be in full control of the layout so first of all you have Elementor which is an amazing amazing plugin I think like the pro version is like something like 50 bucks like super super cool and they have a free version as well yeah it's a WordPress plugin yeah it's it started out as something different I don't remember exactly the name but it was like um, the drag and drop editor for posts and then they made it just like something that can go together with the website if any of you right now are compl- contemplating on which um, on which kind of like theme to choose right now as of 2018 I think Ocean WP is like a free theme that you can use uh, in, in an, an amazing way with Elementor and then those two work together so well that you can create like almost any layout and everything looks great even if you don't touch it but if you do touch it and you do like mess around you can create amazing landing pages like all kind of like you know custom pages and um, it's super 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 easy I mean I've dealt with a lot of different uh, drag and drop editors um, including by the way lead pages which is great as well um Mm -hmm. and and for wordpress i you know using elementor has just uh been massive for me um just because the user experience there is so easy and for me i know how to code but it was easier for me to create it just there and and drag and drop editor and create all my designs that's that's Um, a good resource thank you yeah and um so the composition thing is so composition is like the way things are laid out together because in any website you have a lot of elements, right? I mean, you probably have your image, you have your text, you have your little podcast widget, which is, com- com- you know, combined of different areas, right? Mm-hmm. Of different kind of texts and uh, headings. And then you have your top menu on your website. I'm just like giving your website as an example, right? You have the menu and you have, um, so you have all these elements and how do you put them together? That's composition. So you can create an amazing, amazing, amazing composition by um, just thinking about one rule. The rule to an amazing composition is, and that's like the secret of the pros, right? Um, so it's so simple. It's one huge element a lot of middle elements and just a few micro super small elements so if you keep that rule and always have that one huge element a couple of really 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 small elements and all those middle elements 
on the page, mm -hmm. um, then your design will just come to life and really stand out. And uh, you can see it in any, almost any design, really. If any of you have a website, just go to your website right now, open it up and say, you probably already have the big element, right, Pat? In your case, it's your image, right? Um, so, like, it, it's it's something that um, you have that that big element, but you also have the widget um, for the for the podcast. But anyways, um, you can take any big element on the website and just make it and and specifically out and, and enlarge it, and then have a couple small elements. Usually, those small elements on a web page are kind of like the Facebook uh, icons, the Twitter icons, like social icons are great for small elements, and um, and then you can create. And a great composition just by having that contrast on the, on the page. Um, so that's one one part of of like what makes an amazing composition. That's the biggest part. Cool. No, that's great. I mean, I know we can go super deep into this. Um, and you know, if people who want to go deeper can definitely check out your course, Design Principles Co slash Pat is where you go because I think you mentioned before we started recording you wanted to give a few things away for free and you know give people a deal and stuff. We'll get. Uh, I'll have you explain that in just a minute. Okay, but sure. the, the final uh, the, the final thing I want to talk about is the the importance of not just the design and the composition, but the marketing. So, how would you, as a, a designer with marketing expertise, you know, coach us really quickly and and to making sure that what we put out there is actually helping us in our business too. Yeah, sure. Um, so the marketing part comes in terms of like in conversions, right? So you have always the thing that you want to convert people to on your page. There's the main conversion point and there's the secondary conversion points. Um, at least that's the way I see it, usually in, on, on any web page. Okay. Um, if you're in an application, there's also conversion points in a way. It's like engagement points more than conversion points. But basically uh, on Facebook, people want you, they, they want you to like, right? Um, and comment. They want you to engage with any post. That's why they enlarge the like and comment buttons and created the space between them and the separators above and below smaller than the actual um, than the rest of the spaces on the whole entire layout of the page. Just it's something that uh, that you can notice. And um, also, when we create a landing page or anything like that, we need to make sure one that in terms of um, the CTA the call to action button, that it stands out more than anything. So how can it stand out? One, color. If you have a specific color that's different than all the rest of your designs, uh, just do it in that color. Meaning, I see a lot of designs that are green and then the main button is green, right? And and that's wrong. You should have the main button a different color, a color that really um, you can't you can't not see. Second thing is uh, spacing and uh, white space around it. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you have a button and it's tied with all those other things around it, if it's it doesn't have white space, then it won't get clicked a, a lot. If it does have white space, all of a sudden um, the focus is on that area, like just like you know more padding to the top and to the bottom, and then you'll see that it just like it it stands out more. Mm -hmm. um, and also. Again, like leading in terms of um, composition, leading the eye of the person who's looking to that button. Um, so that's like a just a couple of things. I, I, I know that it even might sound a bit um, trivial to like, you know, everybody is hearing this and our marketing pros are like, well, we know this, like, come on, Sigi. But <laughs> I mean, a few tweaks on that. And, um, and so there's something easy for any of you to do, like any of you listening right now um, to do with your websites. In order to make sure that you have that rule of um, of spacing between elements, uh, in order to create that contrast on purpose, okay. So that's something called the rule of fours. Um, just like space everything with four 
uh, like with level four pixel increments. So meaning like if you have a button and usually all elements are spaced, let's say 72 pixels away from each other, right? Then you can create this button uh, spaced out 144 pixels away from any other element on the page. And then um, it just like, it creates a situation where, you know, uh, scientifically, right? It's just like, just like a formula. Then uh, it's there's there's a set of rules that the eye of the holder sees as still kind of like it's not all over the place. It's really like set by a set of rules. The whole page and layout is designed by a set of rules, and therefore it's um, it's very easy to kind of like notice that button. Um, and that's only for a button, right? Um, but there's other other rules um, like uh, legibility and typography, placing items on, uh, items on the grid. Sometimes um, if you align everything on a, on a specific grid, like you align the button to the text and everything, if you push the button just like a few pixels off, then it will be noticed. You know, you know, people don't notice that you did that on purpose, but they notice the button. Um, That's crazy. Now you're, now you're getting into like this ninja stuff that is you know, <laughs> kind of why you're the person who teaches others and coaches other people. But man, we could go all day with this for sure. But thank you, uh, Siggy, for sharing all those, uh, you know, tips with us. And, you know, I know you have a lot more in your course. Um, t- talk about your course really yeah. quick. I know it's helped a lot of people in, in Israel and you've just kind of now uh, turned it into English as well. Um, designprinciples.co slash Pat. What can people expect when they get there? Yeah, for sure. So I wanted to, um, I wanted to really give something of massive value to anybody who's listening here. And um, the course itself, it, it costs, um, well, anyways, you know, leave, leave that aside. I wanted to just give you a massive, massive, massive value. So one thing, I'm going to give 50% off for anybody who's coming uh, through uh, this podcast and uh, and your audience. So fifty uh, percent off. Uh, you can go to designprinciples.co/pat and you'll 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 be able to purchase it for fifty percent off. The second thing is, I would love to help you all as much as I can. I probably won't be able to help all of you um, here in Israel. I had um, just like just in one pre-launch over two hundred people uh, purchased that course. Um, so I just can't help anyone with their own websites and stuff like that. Like you know, on a personal level, it's just too much. But I do want to have a webinar with you guys, um, and so I'm offering a, like a, a three-hour, in terms of the way I see it, webinar that I will be here for you guys answering your questions. If you're into design and you want to better your design, you want to uh, know how to communicate better with your designers and developers, and you you really want to learn the secrets to creating a design that stands out, that creates emotional connection, that's the most important thing. We use those things to create emotional connections between people and your brand, then um, I'm here to help you and answer all your questions and uh, maybe even go a little deeper on some of those topics. Um, so that's that's the course. The course consists of those modules and also has a couple more very nice bonus modules like um, like Elementor, like I said, and um, playing around with the WordPress and Elementor and all kinds of like amazing bonuses that I created just for um, people that are interested. So yeah, have, have 50% off and a, and a private webinar to your audience, Pat. Cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. We'll put a links uh, or all the links in the show notes, obviously. But um, to get into all what Sagi just mentioned, just go to designprinciples.co slash Pat. Uh, and again, thank you uh, for that. Say, hey, man, thank you so much for sharing your story and being authentic and honest here and, and also offering some tips too. Um, where can people go to find out more about you? Sure. Thanks so much, Pat. Like, really, I, I just want to say, like, to anybody listening here, you know, I would never imagine I would be on this podcast. 
just you know um it wasn't in my even wildest dreams because i've been following this podcast for over three years um so you can say maybe i'm a, I'm a patson success story <laughs> and um and so Um, people can find me if you guys want to connect uh, feel free to connect on Facebook Instagram of course and um, just you know mindful and ruthless it's where I hang out or uh, you can visit my own website which is uh, sagishriver.com but it's probably hard to pronounce so <laughs> just find me on Facebook and mindful and ruthless group yeah and I'll, I'll give you the show notes link uh, the show note links after uh, as well so hey guys cool. thank you so much um, and Sagi you're awesome and Hang tight, everybody. I got some, uh, a few more announcements, but hey, man, take care. We'll talk soon, okay? Thanks so much, Pat. Really, really appreciate it. Bye, everybody. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sagi Schreiber. That link one more time for his course, if you're interested in that, is designprinciples.co slash Pat. And uh, very kind of you to give 50% off for those of you who are interested in design principles. And whether you are a designer yourself or you're not, or you have a team, this could be a good way for you to just start getting some better results with the design. design of your website um, and again thank you for all of you for sticking around I also want to just mention and re-mention I can't mention this enough thank you so much to everybody who's left a review for the smart passive income podcast I mean those things matter so much to help a, a person who finds the show just convince them whether or not this is actually worth their time or not and if it is something that you enjoy if you haven't yet done so just a few seconds to leave a review on iTunes would be extremely extremely helpful thank you so much and of course if you haven't subscribed to the show already please do that. Um, you can check out the show notes for this show and all the links and everything we mentioned today and more info about Sagi there. You can find it at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 326. Again, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 326. And then finally, uh, I just want to say thank you. You guys are amazing. Um, you know, I've been getting a lot of people asking me about my online courses and how I did them. You know, I don't have a course on how to create online courses yet. I work with Sagi. David Simon Garland to teach people a few times a year on that and we have webinars coming up later in the year so I'll, I'll mention those later on um, but a lot of people ask me what platforms I use to serve my courses and it just makes it really simple when you have an all-in-one platform where you can literally just drag and drop videos in and uh, just text and workbooks and you know anything you want to include in there for people to download um, I host all my online courses on teachable you've probably heard me talk about it before maybe you even might remember an interview I did a while back with onker the CEO of the company who teaching you how to keep your students going all the way through your through your course and the platform is really important with that so if you'd like to try the platform and get some free goodies to go along with it you can try it out if you go to teachable.com slash pat that'll be a good link for you to go through just to kind of check out more about the platform and it's in the system that is an affiliate link it's this is not a sponsorship but that is my affiliate link and you also get some free goodies if you go through that link as well if you are interested in building online courses on the same platform I I do which I love just because it's really it's really simple and plus when you have multiple courses just one login for everybody for all those courses um, just I can't say enough about it I'm also an advisor for the company as well but again if you want to check it out teachable.com slash Pat that's where you go thanks so much again I appreciate you for listening in and I look forward to serving you next week make sure you subscribe if you haven't already and guys keep crushing it Cheers Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. 
every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point. So I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray. And in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories. And I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it. 